This recording is intended to be used as an educational resource for healthcare providers. It is in no way a substitute for the independent decision making and judgment of a qualified healthcare professional. It should not be used to make a diagnosis or to overrule the advice of a qualified healthcare provider, nor should it be used to provide advice for emergency medical treatment. Acute Otitis Media by Alex Ruan and Dr. Jennifer Chang. Learning Objectives By the end of this video, the student will be able to describe the common risk factors and basic epidemiology of acute otitis media, understand the interplay of anatomy and microbiology as it relates to the pathophysiology of the illness, differentiate between acute otitis media, otitis media with effusion, and middle ear effusion, recognize the common clinical presentation, describe the ear exam, Understand diagnostic criteria and create a differential for otitis media and otalgia. Understand the basics of acute otitis media management. Introduction and definitions. Acute otitis media is a very common reason for sick visits and antibiotic administration in the pediatric population. It is most prevalent among children between 6 and 24 months old and more than 80% of children have at least one episode of otitis media by the time they reach school age. Besides young age, other risk factors include family history, presence of siblings, daycare attendance, tobacco smoke, bottle propping, lower socioeconomic status, and underlying immunodeficiency. While the incidence of acute otitis media is increased during the fall and winter, the overall incidence of acute otitis media has decreased over time with the introduction of pneumococcal conjugate vaccine and more stringent diagnosis guidelines. It is important to define acute otitis media, otitis media with effusion, and middle ear effusion. The most recent American Academy of Pediatric Guidelines define acute otitis media as moderate to severe bulging of the tympanic membrane or new onset of otorrhea not due to acute otitis externa accompanied by acute signs of illness and signs or symptoms of middle ear inflammation. Recurrent acute otitis media is defined as three separate episodes in the last six months or four or more episodes in the past 12 months. Otitis media with effusion is defined as inflammation of the middle ear with liquid collected in the middle ear signs and symptoms of infection are absent. Middle ear effusion simply refers to fluid in the middle ear and is found in both acute otitis media and otitis media with effusion. Anatomy. The middle ear is the portion of the ear between the tympanic membrane and the oval window of the internal ear. It consists of three ossicles, the tympanic cavity and the eustachian tube. The eustachian tube connects the tympanic cavity to the nasopharynx and normally functions to ventilate and clear secretions from the middle ear. Pathophysiology The pathogenesis of acute otitis media typically occurs as follows. First, the child develops a viral upper respiratory infection or some other preceding infection. This then leads to inflammation and edema of the mucosa of the nose, nasopharynx, and because of its connection, the eustachian tube. This edema leads to the obstruction of the eustachian tube, which prevents the drainage of the middle ear secretions. As a result, fluid starts to collect in the middle ear. 
viral upper respiratory infections are actually one of the most common causes of such dysfunction. Viruses and bacteria from the upper respiratory tract enter the middle ear space through aspiration or reflux. The microbes then proliferate in this environment, leading to the signs and symptoms of acute otitis media. Anatomically, a child's eustachian tube is shorter and forms a shallower angle, thus making it easier for microbes to ascend to the middle ear. The three most common bacteria in acute otitis media are strep pneumoniae, non-typable Haemophilus influenza, and Moraxella catarralis. Other less common bacteria include Group A Streptococcus and Staph aureus. Viruses commonly seen include respiratory syncytial virus, picornaviruses, coronaviruses, influenza, adenovirus, and metanumovirus. Clinical Presentation The presentation of acute otitis media depends on the age of the child. An older child will classically present with rapid onset otalgia, or ear pain. More commonly, especially in the young preverbal child, the presenting symptoms and signs are more nonspecific. There may be a history of initial upper respiratory infection symptoms such as fever, rhinorrhea, or congestion. Other symptoms may include irritability or fussiness, changes in sleep patterns, poor PO intake, vomiting, and or even diarrhea. Otalgia may present as tugging or rubbing of the ear. Other aspects of the history that should be ascertained include daycare attendance, recent sick contacts, history of prior ear infections, and whether or not they were successfully treated, history of antibiotic use in the previous 30 days, the presence of antibiotic allergies, and as with every sick visit, PO intake and urine output. Diagnosis The diagnosis of acute otitis media is a clinical one. It depends on being able to visualize the tympanic membrane with a pneumatic otoscope. Before examining the ear, start with a review of the child's vital signs and general appearance. Is the child febrile, tachycardic, or tachypnic? Is the child happy and content in no apparent distress? Or is the child irritable and lethargic and actively tugging on his or her ear? Next, make sure that the child is comfortably positioned. Older children who are cooperative can be easily examined on the exam table. Younger children will generally be more comfortable in their caregiver's arms or lying on the exam table with the caregiver by their side. When using the otoscope, ensure that the hand with the otoscope is anchored securely against the child's head to ensure a stable hold and to prevent sudden movement. When viewing the tympanic membrane, try and examine these four characteristics. Contour, color, translucency, and mobility. What is the condor of the tympanic membrane? Is it in a neutral position, or is it bulging or retracted? What is the color? Is it translucent or opaque? How mobile is the tympanic membrane with air insufflation? Normal is typically described as translucent, pearly gray, in a neutral position, without bulging or retraction, with a visible light reflex and good mobility. The view of the tympanic membrane may be obstructed by cerumen, and this should be removed via curette, gentle suction, or irrigation. The diagnosis of acute otitis media requires signs of middle ear inflammation and presence of a middle ear effusion. Bulging of the tympanic membrane is the most specific sign of middle ear inflammation. Insufflation of air with a pneumatic otoscope can show decreased mobility. 
and this is one of the most sensitive and specific tests to determine the presence of a middle ear effusion. In order to perform pneumatic otoscopy, gently squeeze the insufflator attachment while observing the movement of the tympanic membrane. If fluid is present in the middle ear, membrane movement will be impeded. In addition to acute otitis media, the differential diagnosis for a child with otalgia should include otitis media with effusion, acute otitis externa, foreign body, and ear trauma. Management. Isolation of the causative microbe is usually not necessary, unless the child is toxic, has an underlying immunodeficiency, or has a history of failing antibiotic therapy as treatment is usually empiric. Regardless of antibiotic treatment, age-appropriate analgesia is important, with acetaminophen or ibuprofen typically being first-line agents. Antibiotics are indicated for all infants less than six months, regardless of mild or severe symptoms. They are also indicated in children six months or older with unilateral or bilateral acute otitis media with severe signs or symptoms. This includes moderate to severe otalgia, otalgia for at least 48 hours, or temperature of 39 degrees Celsius or higher. Antibiotics are also indicated for children six to 23 months old with bilateral acute otitis media, irrespective of severe signs or symptoms. Antibiotics or observation with close follow-up is indicated for children six to 23 months old with unilateral acute otitis media. Antibiotics or observation is also indicated in children 24 months or older with unilateral or bilateral acute otitis media with mild symptoms. Otherwise, watchful waiting is a reasonable option for patients not meeting these criteria. With observation, one must ensure close follow-up and begin antibiotic therapy if the child worsens or fails to improve within 48 to 72 hours of onset of symptoms. The first-line antibiotic is amoxicillin, assuming no amoxicillin therapy in the past month. No purulent conjunctivitis. Patients typically start to see symptomatic improvement within 48 to 72 hours. If not, a follow-up appointment should be made for reevaluation. In those patients that are successfully treated, otitis media with effusion is a common sequela that usually resolves in six weeks without intervention. Purulent conjunctivitis is typically caused by non-typable H flu, which is usually resistant to amoxicillin secondary to production of beta-lactamase. In these situations, amoxicillin clavulonate is indicated given an increased risk of resistance. If allergic to penicillin, alternatives include cephalosporins such as ceftonir or cefuroxime, or macrolides such as azithromycin. Patients with recurrent acute otitis media, in addition to receiving appropriate antibiotic therapy, can be referred to an ear, nose, and throat specialist for consideration of tympanostomy tubes in order to decrease the risk of hearing loss and speech delay. Complications of acute otitis media include hearing loss, balance or motor issues, tympanic membrane perforation, cholesteatoma, mastoiditis, meningitis, bacterial abscess, and cavernous sinus thrombosis. Summary. In summary, acute otitis media is a common reason for pediatric sick visits and antibiotic prescriptions. Its incidence is higher in the fall and winter months and is usually preceded by a viral upper respiratory infection predisposing to infection of the middle ear space. 
The diagnosis is dependent on seeing middle ear effusion and a bulging tympanic membrane, or other signs of acute inflammation. This must be successfully distinguished from otitis media with effusion as management may require antibiotics with high-dose amoxicillin being the first-line agent. Proper analgesia is also critical. Thank you for watching this video on acute otitis media. This recording is a production of Open Pediatrics, a free and open access resource for pediatric clinicians worldwide. For more pediatric care materials or to join our global community, please visit our website at openpediatrics.org.